Well, good afternoon again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, uh, thank you all for taking the time to join us here uh, today in Calgary. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Chief uh, Farouk Sheikh and the Alberta Sheriffs for hosting us today for this uh, very important announcement. As always, I want to thank uh, every member of our uh, police services for the vital work that they do to help and protect Albertans, including the sheriffs. We know Alberta sheriffs are always uh, willing to assist our frontline members wherever and where, wherever and whenever that they can. Some examples of this include the rural crime fighting initiatives we announced in March and the gang suppression teams operating right here in Calgary and right across this province. Not to mention the support the Alberta sheriffs are providing uh, to Edmonton and Calgary Police uh, with the pilot partnership uh, to help decrease social disorder in the downtown areas. These partnerships are only possible because our province is actually making uh, meaningful investments into public safety and tough on crime policies. With these uh, tough on crime policies over the past few months, I've spoken about the need to address the repeat violent uh, criminals uh, that are creating social disorder in our communities. The Liberal NDP coalition has created chaos within our justice system with their Bill C-75. Premiers across the country are fighting the revolving door this bill has created with the bail system. Alberta's government has been vocal that if significant and uh, substantial uh, amendments are not brought forward to this bill, then it must be repealed. Repeat offenders and those uh, with outstanding warrants cannot continue to run free in our streets. Uh, we're seeing them because uh, they're becoming more brazen and bold with their actions uh, without fear of consequence. And that, ladies and gentlemen, ends now. And as we wait for the federal government to take much uh, needed action on this front, Alberta's government will not sit idle. We are taking action now. All Albertans have rights to live and work in their community without repeat and violent criminals running free. As of February, there are currently 4,200 prolific violent offenders with outstanding warrants in Alberta. We must ensure that these criminals are apprehended as an essential part of our justice system. Today I'm proud to share uh, immediate action the provincial government is taking as another piece of our public safety strategy to strengthen the safety and security of rural and urban areas right across this province. I'm proud to announce a commitment of $2 million in funding, which is out of the budget 2023, to form a new Fugitive Apprehension Sheriff Support Team, also known as FAST to ensure that those accused and convicted of crimes in Alberta are brought to justice. The team, made up of 20 full-time provincial sheriffs, will partner with local police services in finding and apprehending persons who are wanted on outstanding warrants to ensure that they face any correctional sentence handed down through our justice system. This will make Albertans in the communities that they call home safer. More boots on the ground to assist with apprehending offenders with outstanding warrants significantly reduces the likelihood of them reoffending and continuing to re-victimize and victimize Albertans. I'm here to tell those offenders with outstanding warrants, you're going to have your day in court. Another way that this will benefit the safety of our communities is by freeing up resources for police services such as CPS so that they can stay focused on other local priorities. Our team of expert sheriffs will be available to help bring in high-priority, high-risk individuals in Calgary and in communities throughout the province. 
So local police officers will have more time and resources to dedicate to other matters such as calls to service and frontline policing. Without FAST and the provincial resources we're providing, fugitives uh, are a local police responsibility, uh, one that uh, they have taken on quite admirably. But now a new helping hand will be able to uh, assist uh, when they need it. We know giving our sheriffs and police services the resources that uh, works. Uh, we're going to continue to find uh, new and innovative ways to support the officers protecting Albertans so everyone in the province enjoys the safe and secure communities that they deserve. As I've said many times before, when it comes to public safety, we will do whatever it takes to put these offenders behind bars. I want to thank all of the sheriffs and the police officers throughout the province uh, who are working to keep us safe each and every day. Your willingness to adopt uh, innovative approaches to solving problems uh, to these, uh, such as these joint efforts is both noticed and is certainly appreciated. We're going to continue to work uh, to provide you with everything that is required to carry out your duties and make Alberta the best place to live in Canada. And with that, I'd like to now pass the mic over to Chief Sheikh, who is the Chief uh, of the Alberta Sheriffs. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Minister Ellis. Good afternoon, and thank you all for coming. My name is Farouk Sheikh, and I'm the Chief of Alberta Sheriffs. Prior to coming here 18 months ago, I had 29 years in policing. That was from here in Calgary, British Columbia, and overseas in England. But before I talk about the FAST team, I just want to tell you a little bit more about the Sheriff's Branch and what we do. The Sheriff's are a province-wide law enforcement agency, and we've got officers strategically placed around the province. Since arriving here at the Sheriff's, I've been impressed with their dedication and commitment and all the diverse roles that my staff perform. Some of these roles include executive protection, traffic highway enforcement, commercial vehicle inspection, fish and wildlife, security of all our provincial courts and legislature, prisoner transport, SCAN, which is safe for community and neighbourhood teams, and surveillance. And there's many more internal teams that I have not mentioned. I'm confident in the versatility and professionalism of our officers in every role they perform across the Sheriff's Branch. From my time in policing, I got to understand and appreciate the negative impact it has on society when our most serious and prolific offenders who are wanted are out there in the communities, tackling, uh, sorry, targeting our most vulnerable and committing more offences. So today is another exciting day for the Sheriff's. And, I, and a proud officer who worked tirelessly and professionally to keep Albertans safe. The incredible support and investment the government has provided to Alberta sheriffs will ensure we are ready to provide expert and specialist support to local police services when they request assistance in apprehending high-risk nominals. Our intention is to hire 20 staff for this, 10 Staff will be in the south side and, and 10 in the north, so Calgary and Edmonton. And then we can look further on if we need to move people into some more rural areas. They will be dedicated to identifying and apprehending offenders who are wanted for serious offences. 
the officers will be well trained with targeting and tracking our most prolific offenders who are wanted by the police and the courts. The Fugitive Apprehension Team will go after subjects who are already evading the police, elevating the risk associated with bringing them to justice. The team will be highly trained and the level of expertise, coordination and dedication the team will bring will be a huge asset to all the police services across Alberta. It will also mean our sheriffs are in a better position to protect Albertans. I believe when this team is formed, Albertans will be able to rest easier at night, knowing that as a team dedicated to keeping their families and their communities safe. The investment and trust the government have shown towards my staff who serve our province is another great example how we are stepping up to help put a stop to growing crime and disorder. My staff and I are excited about these opportunities the new Future of Apprehension team will bring in serving and protecting Albertans. On behalf of the organisation, I'd like to thank the government and in particular Minister Ellis for this investment and we're looking forward to make the most of these new tools and equipment to keep Albertans safe. And we appreciate your faith in us and we stand ready to serve. Thank you all. Well, thank you, uh, Minister-in-Chief. Uh, we'll now take some questions from the media. So um, if you can please use the mic in the room, uh, state your name and your outlets, and uh, you have a question and a supplemental. So please go ahead. Sounds good. Thanks, Minister. Uh, Tyson Fedor with CTV. Uh, I kind of just want to talk about a little bit. Uh, we heard yesterday from the Canada Transit <coughs> Urban about the amount of recommendations they want to see implemented within provinces and cities when it comes to transit, especially uh, here in Calgary as well. We, we've heard from the union representing workers from transit here in the city that in the first 20 days of this month there was eight assaults and attacks against their workers. Uh, how do we stop this? What, what needs to be done in a sense? We know that the program with the sheriffs on the ground in downtown cores has, has, is helping at this point, but what else needs to, to happen so this stops? Well, uh, thank you for the question. I think it might involve a two-hour PowerPoint presentation, but uh, I'm not entirely sure we have uh, time for that. Look, as a stakeholder in transit, um, yeah, I mean, they're a stakeholder. Uh, I think we're going to take a look at the recommendations uh, and see uh, how it fits. Um, quite frankly, these, these things are extremely complex. Again, what we're announcing here is another piece of the puzzle, right? So when we have people, uh, and as you heard me mention about the 4200, I mean, we have people that are out there on... Um, on, on warrants. They have warrants for their arrest right now. And, you know, I can give you some anecdotal stories. I don't know what the numbers are, but I certainly I can reflect on my own experience. When, when I have, uh, you know, arrested people who've committed violent acts, a, as an example, and they have additional warrants, right? So this becomes a, a, I would argue, a bit of a proactive way of going out there and kind of trying to stop um, people who uh, have warrants for their arrest from possibly committing uh, further offenses and quite frankly being held to held uh, into the justice system which is obviously why we have the warrants out for their arrest um, as you know we've made enormous amounts of investments in mental health and addictions that is one component of it uh, obviously there's another component where we um, have made enormous investments uh, including if I recall you know, I was here uh, when we made uh, investments uh, to go after organized crime and gang. And, and for those of you, uh, your viewers that may or may not know this, uh, a lot of the uh, organized crime and gang members, um, they actually prey on vulnerable people. 
and and that is something that needs needs to stop. And then, of course, we have the social and civil disorder that we that you re, you are referring to and we talked about, and having that officer presence. And as I think I've said many times before, some of the complaints that I if I say complaints that I get. Or, or, or from citizens saying, please, we want more. We want, we want more visibility. We want more law enforcement. And again, it's not about, and I have, to be, I have to be crystal clear on this, it's not about arresting people. It's providing a sense of safety and security to the people within uh, the, the jurisdictions such as Calgary and Edmonton because, as I've said before, you have a right to walk down the street and not get assaulted. You have a right to walk down the street and not inhale secondhand crystal meth smoke. So ensuring that those officers are there to provide that safety, and if we have that person who's, who's using that illicit narcotic, then we help direct them into the necessary social services that we've made readily, readily available right throughout this province. Uh, and just a bit of a follow-up, and, yeah. and the chief might be able to answer this as well, or a minister, just in regards to the pilot program yeah. in both cities. Um, we know these incidents are happening with transit workers and operators, but uh, have we seen these types of events so far in this early stage of the pilot project happening to Alberta sheriffs as well with, with potential assaults on the, on the streets or near transit transit facilities? Well, that, so I don't have an answer to that one. Do you know if any of our... Sorry, I, I, I can answer that. Now, none of my staff have been insulted, but my staff are there alongside EPS and CPS dealing with uh, vulnerable people. And if they, ha- if they have to go hands-on and, and the rest, then they've had to do that. But I've had no concerns up to now with, with, with the safety of my staff. Yeah, I, I, would just, I would just further add to that. I think that, that is part of the effectiveness of having, uh, again, law enforcement officers, right? I mean... There, there, they, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of respect that that officer has when they're on the LRT flat platform or where they're engaging with somebody, uh, uh, and that respect then allows that officer to de-escalate that situation, and then again, depending on the circumstances, obviously if an arrest is required, an arrest is required. However, again, it's about making sure we divert uh, folks into the necessary resources that the province has made available. Great. We do have some uh, callers on the line, so Operator, could you put through the first caller? Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Oh, thanks for taking my questions. I've, I've got some questions for um, Chief Cheek that are just kind of, I'm, I'm hoping you can give me some, some broad background um, information. Um, my understanding is the Alberta Sheriff's Branch has just over 15 1,500 sworn members. I'm wondering how the $27 million uh, set aside in the budget to to boost your numbers, I think by 245 officers, um, has changed, if at all, since, since you had that budget information, um, how you might have hired more, and, and what that overall workforce number is at this point in time. Hello, um, and, and welcome, and, and good question. Yeah, we've got an increase in our budget, and what we're doing now, we're actively hiring across the branch. And that's going to be for fast, scan, surveillance, new recruits, and obviously into our other areas such as traffic and behind the scenes. So our goal is to hire as much as we can now over the next 12 to 18 months. And like I said, we're actively hiring. We've got a class about to graduate this week. We've got another class starting in June, and we're trying to see if we can get multiple classes joining so that we can get all those resilience on the ground that we've, we've promised to do and deliver. And it, and it, is, and it is a tough process. Uh, so, so again, if anybody's listening to this, the Sheriff's Branch are actively hiring. Uh, 
if you've got surveillance skills, if you've got skills in law enforcement, if you've got skills in investigations, if you've got knowledge or experience about traffic, or you've just got desire in keeping Alberta safe, then please come forward and, and join our, our branch, please. And Lisa, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, so just to confirm that, that I'm not like way off base with that 15, more than 1,500 sworn members, um, if you could clarify that. And my follow-up is, my understanding, just based on publicly available information, is that the average salary for a sheriff is about $73,000 a year. And so I'm wondering if that is accurate and also if that might change with new budget funding and considering all these added responsibilities that, that sheriffs are taking on in the province of Alberta. Does that give you an opportunity to offer more benefits, wage increases, stuff like that to your sheriff? Well, the, the total numbers that we'll have in a sheriff branch is 1,159 when we hire the staff that we're allowed to hire. Um, you know, financial and salaries is, is always, always on the horizon. and there's always people that are discussing and I can't go into details uh, about salary because that's, that's part of the bargaining negotiations with our union. But the salary, roughly around 75000 is is the average salary for what we call as an SST3 uh, ranked officer within the organization. Thanks, operator. Can you put through the next caller? Catherine Grigowski, Alberta Today. Thanks for taking my question. Um, so it looks like this is going to be a new unit that's rolling out without a pilot. And you mentioned there's 4,200 prolific violent offenders out there. What is the measure of success or goals? Like, what are the metrics that you're using to determine whether this program is successful? Well, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, you know, the success is going to come when we start to reduce those numbers uh, from 4,200 to obviously uh, a lower number. Uh, again, we've relied so much on these frontline officers in the, the municipalities. Um, you know, I'll even speak to my own personal experience. Um, you know, the start of our uh, shift, you know, we would be, you know, handed out to being notified to people that uh, might have warrants out for their arrest. But, you know, calls to volume are, are always take the priority. And, you know, it's been you know, been almost uh, nine or ten years uh, since I've been, been policing, and unfortunately the calls to volume for these officers actually have not decreased. They've actually uh, increased. And um, more and more is asked of our frontline officers each and every day. So we're just trying to alleviate some of the pressures, again, of our uh, folks, uh, no matter where you are, rural Alberta or in any one of the municipalities, to start to reduce uh, some of these numbers. So, I mean, obviously, if you're talking about metrics, I mean, our metrics are, are really going to be when we start to see uh, a reduction in the amount of people in Alberta that actually have warrants out for their arrest. Catherine, did you and, and have a follow-up? Yes, yes, if I may. Um, so, obviously, different sheriffs at this point have different types of training. Can you speak to what's going to be involved and what kind of tools that these sheriffs are, are going to need, like investigative tools, in order to do this job of tracking people down and arresting them? Hello, I'll answer that. Good question. Uh, yeah, our sheriffs are going to have to be highly trained in being able to follow people, surveillance, investigations, maybe even looking at drafting up search warrants, but also the full criminal code. And all my staff will have the full criminal code so they can arrest just like police have. 
but we're going to have to ensure that all the staff are trained. And what I wanted to share is from my policing background, when you've got a fugitive apprehension team, they, they go out there and they make a positive difference. And I know the Sheriff's Branch years back had one, and, and for fiscal restraints, obviously, we didn't have one for the last number of years. So we know the benefits of it. To be able to go out and support our policing law enforcement agents across the, across the, the province who haven't got the time and the resilience to do it, and we can go out there and target our most wanted, our most serious offenders, then, then it's going to be a really good thing. And, and if we can take some of these people off the street and put them before the justice and keep people safe, it's going to be a positive stuff. But the training is a big thing that we're looking at doing, and we're going to ensure that all our staff, before they're out there actively hunting for people, they're trained and suitably equipped to deal with whatever comes their way. And operator, can you put through the final caller? Dave Kaiser, Global News. Good afternoon. Uh, Minister, presumably the reason we have uh, 4,200 uh, people in Alberta out on outstanding warrants is because of a lack of staff. So, you know, while I understand hiring additional 20 sheriffs to do this work, how do you ensure there are the proper resources in the justice system, which we've heard is understaffed or short-staffed to be able to deal with these additional requests and, and doing all the due diligence required there? Mm. Yeah, safe. Uh, good question. Um, you know, I think I've said this before as well. I mean, look, the justice system is 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 very large. It's very complex. Uh, everybody has a role to play in it. Um, you know, I always talk about our our folks in the front line, our folks in in the police and the sheriffs and all our you know all of our law enforcement. I do not want anybody to look at them and say, you know what, it's because of you, which is the reason why uh, people are being uh, let out or or. or or that uh, a particular job is being done. So we're making sure, from our perspective, that all of our law enforcement in this province have the tools necessary to do their job. Uh, we are trying to alleviate uh, much of the pressure on our, our friends in our, our larger municipalities. We're trying to alleviate some of our pressures on our provincial police service in, in rural Alberta, again, because the priority is when somebody calls 911, somebody needs to attend that call. So anything that we can do to alleviate that pressure uh, is uh, extremely important. But to further add on to your question, yes, the Crown has a role to play in this and making sure that they have um, all the necessary tools in the toolbox to address, again, the, very, the complexities of what they're doing. Um, I know this government uh, has been able to um, uh, make some significant changes in progress uh, to the point where we're actually able to not only hire but retain uh, uh, people to become Crown Prosecutors. Um, and obviously, uh, obviously, you know, and you've heard me talk about this before too, the federal government has a role to play in this as well. We've seen some of the issues regarding Bill C-75, which I've mentioned, which has reduced the um, the, the, the threshold when it comes to uh, bail hearings. And as a result of that, myself, uh, Mr. Shandro, and of course uh, the Premier, and, and quite frankly, all uh, provinces in uh, Canada are united in making sure that there are uh, immediate and substantive changes to the criminal code. So thanks for the question, Safe. Again, very, very complex issue, but we always want to make sure our police uh, have all the tools in the toolbox that they can do. And safe. Do you have a follow-up? I do. Thanks, and uh, Minister. Thanks for still taking follow-up questions ahead of an election. Here, uh, a massive amount of the violence and security issues and uh, unease that we're seeing are in Edmonton and Calgary's transit systems. So, I'm wondering, have you looked more 
into more of like a transit police type service, something that we would see out in the states, or maybe having certain units in each police service in those cities, so CPS and EPS, to be tasked with specifically monitoring and patrolling trains and LRT stations. Well, so I think I had tough here, tough time hearing your question, Safe. But I, I will just say this: uh, if I if I heard you correctly. What one of my objectives here is to make sure that we have consistency throughout the province, right? So consistency when it comes to calls to service, uh, consistency uh, when it when it comes to to training, uh, and making sure that uh, no matter where you live in this uh, uh, province, that we're making sure that um, the their response by law enforcement um, is 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 fair, is consistent. Uh, is transparent, obviously, which is why I made sure that we have um, are uh, going to be mandating the body cameras uh, in Alberta. Again, the first jurisdiction in Canada to have an entire province mandating the body cameras. But part of it has to do with consistency. And as far as the training is concerned, safe, which is, I think, part of your question as well, um, I, would, I would say that the Alberta Association, Association of Chiefs of Police uh, constantly get together. And maybe, I don't know if the chief wants to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I'm sure one of the topics of conversation is uh, training and consistency. I don't know if you want to follow up on that. Yeah, I just, I just want to reassure everybody that, uh, and, I, and I'm grateful for the government's funding to the sheriff's branch because obviously I'm the chief of the sheriff's branch. But it's what we're, what we're providing here when we create our fast team. It's not just a fast. You know, we're doubling our scan capacity and our surveillance. So all these are interlinked to try to keep Albertans safe. So we've got to make sure that there's consistency across the board. We're going to make sure that my guys and girls who cover the whole province can support the law enforcement agencies across there. And we can take bad people who are committing harm to our most vulnerable from the streets. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to follow. Safe. I just, I just want to add one thing because this is uh, the complexity of the entire system uh, that we're talking about. There are some folks that will be very vocal that I, I see on, on television that will make you think that there is a single silver bullet solution to all of this, quite frankly. And there's not. And that is why uh, that we, as a province, have created the recovery-oriented system of care. Again, you can ignore the word recovery, but it's a system of care, the first system of care of its kind that is unprecedented anywhere, quite frankly, in North America, which is why we are receiving the international attention uh, that we're receiving. And part of it, of course, has to include our law enforcement community to help become that point of contact, to help get those folks uh, into uh, the necessary care to help people with who might have might be facing uh, severe mental health and addictions issues. So hopefully that answers your question, Safe. Thank you. Great, and thank you for your time today. Thanks for joining us.